What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Sister Sister Podcast. I'm here, your host, Bianca, joined for another week by my lovely sister, Frida. Hey, y'all. And today, we got a special guest. Special. State your name. What's up? It's Eric. I'm back. You know what I'm saying? You know, I know y'all recognize me from previous episodes. Yes, the dusty, crusty Eric Parker, back on another episode. And if y'all haven't listened before, this is like my brother-in-law, Eric. Dad, my baby daddy, or whatever. Young his baby father, Eric. I shot the club up. Wow. Okay. All right. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Y'all can say it, but I can't. Yeah, no. We're going to start with some that's so ghetto, besides Eric being ghetto. As always. Um, there's like a lot of ghetto shit going on right now, but Frida was very adamant that we have to start with the heat. <laughs> there is a it's epidemic hot. going on in this world right now with this heat. It's so hot. It's so motherfucking hot. I just really think that when it's so hot outside that it's dangerous to be out there. No, like it is. They like it's ghetto. That's what I'm saying. Like it's ghetto. Like mm-hmm. why is it so fucking hot? It's un- it's not necessary. It's because I just think it's not. It's because the summer had to come back hotter because it was quarantined last year. Right. The summer was. It's a hot summer. Summer. Exactly. <laughs> I saw some girl post up. She said, I'm in my car with my AC on blast and I'm still sweating. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's how I, when I was driving, I was like, and I, I wanted to like, chime not... in, like, do you have a hoop thesis? Because yeah, you gotta get that shirt. No. Usually I'm so out. cold in the car and I just, I don't know, maybe it's because like I was in the house with the AC. Like I was like a different kind of cold all mm-hmm. day. That when I came outside and that heat hit me, I just couldn't get cool fast enough in the car with the AC. No, no, no. That is, yeah, it is how I was like, oh my God. I haven't been outside today all day, literally all day. And I'm usually freezing in this house because Eric tries to kill me with the central air. (sighs) And I feel like, I felt like hot. Like I was like, why does it feel so fucking hot in here? Mm -hmm. But then like every time I kept looking at the thermostat and seeing that it was like fucking 78 degrees in this house, (laughs) even with the air on, I was like... Yeah, no. You know, they see my house be on Antarctica, so it was like 65 degrees in the house, yeah. and I was like, this is, I had a blanket on. But then when I went outside, I was like, it's so hot. It's mm-hmm. so hot. And then, like, I just couldn't get cool enough in the car right away. So, like, it, I think it's really ghetto that it could be just so hot outside that it's dangerous to even be out there for a long period yeah. of time. Like... Like, it'd be like, you want to enjoy the summer, you want to enjoy your day, but then it's like, no, I don't. Like, if y'all want us quarantined again, just say that. Right? If you want to lock us back back up, just say that. Stop fucking with the temperature. Right, exactly. Because we know it's you. Government. COVID. Okay, next. (laughs) All right, next one. You got anything to say about the heat? Nope. No? You're not scared to mow the lawn in the heat? Nah, I only didn't mow it the other day because you told me not to. It's too hot. It, that was the day they issued a advisory, and they were like, "The index is past ten. The heat index." I got a new. You would have died out there. I got a new hat. Okay. Anyways, not the hat. Okay. Next. The next one is okay. The fact that these months is flying by. It's like twenty twenty felt like it was for thirty years. Like it was twenty twenty forever, and now twenty twenty one is like we're half through the year. More yeah. than half. We about to be a month yeah. seven. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, y'all want my daughter to be one already? Like, stop. Like, it's about to be 2022. We can chalk this year up. It's done. Like, skip Eric's birthday. Like, skip all that shit. Like, all right, don't yeah. skip that. It's finished. Like, it's, it's done. All the money spending activity. Like, Happy New Year. But no, because it scares me because it's like, I'm about to be 30. Exactly. Right around the corner. Like, y'all just rushing it. Y'all just rushing it. I'm not ready. I ain't even stopped eating yet. <laughs> 
I definitely gotta stop eating. You should never stop eating. I have to starve myself. You need some nutrition. I'll eat air. Okay. She's ghetto. Y'all, she's fucking ghetto. And lastly, okay, this nurse pill lady situation. So, honestly, if I'm being honest. Pill bay. (laughs) If I'm being honest, I don't really think she's the ghetto part of this story. I mean, and she's everybody not. People feel, are just so super sensitive these yeah, days. Yeah, everybody can feel different, but I'm trying to go to the thing to find her name. Okay, right here. So, her name is... So, for those of you guys who don't know, earlier this week, it was mentioned that a North Carolina nurse was suspended over her TikTok videos that prompted concern about her treatment to patients. Now, did I see all of her TikTok videos? No. So, I don't know if this lady was, like, making videos, smacking patients, or whatever. I don't fucking know, but... As we know, everybody do shit for the gram, for the hype, for the talk. So in this specific video that's been floating around in the TikTok, the nurse is, you know, acting like she's administering more meds to the patient to get them to go to sleep. It's like, oh, like when your patients don't want to go to sleep, blah, 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 blah. But um, I thought she was just trying to be funny. I think she was just trying to be funny, too. Yeah, she put me making sure all my patients sleep all night because they cut me up last night. And then it shows her like she's like fake tapping a bottle into the cup. Right. And looking around like. She wasn't shoving, like actively shoving 20 pills down a patient's throat or anything. I think she was just joking. To be honest, she might even have just been administering the meds that she was supposed to give out for the night and just putting that caption up. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Right, because that's what a lot of people do on TikTok. I think people are really reaching. Right, and I think the lady, like them, even maybe had a her. tender moment. The only reason why I feel like she even they would even probably have grounds to suspend her is because like you ain't supposed to be doing TikToks while you're working. Like that's right, right. That's like you shouldn't even be on your phone, while, especially while dealing with medicine. Right, like, you should have a little bit more. But like aside from that, like they like, but no, like internet people, is being extra. Yeah, like, she's being like dragged. Like her name was released. Um, you know, people are saying she should be jailed. Like, I don't understand. Like, I think that's dragging it. That's dragging it. But again, I haven't seen her other TikTok videos to know if she got videos punching patients and being like, <laughs> when you want to suffocate your patient or what. Like, you right. know what I mean? Because it said for her videos, not just and her also, one. But let's see if we can find her. Hmm. Go ahead. Also, what? Nah, I was just saying, like, you know, it could be a like an insensitivity thing. Like, you know how, like, uh, one of them, uh, I forget what show it was. The reality TV show, the girl had made an insensitive comment. And they were like, oh, well, because of that, she needs to get fired from the show. Like, it could have been... That was a challenge. Like, it could have been one of these type things. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, all right, she's right. being insensitive because there are people that that's a sensitive topic for. Like, you know, maybe, like, the girl that was on that video, her that's parents died. Though. No, I'm just saying. Yeah. Her parents died due to... You know what I'm saying? But at the end of I the day, it. it's like, it's still not that deep. But it's like, that's like, really everything. Like... But, there's all like I feel like everyone's videos are gonna be someone's gonna be able to find it insensitive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like sometimes she you just gotta searched, move on. She must be getting searched a lot because I literally Her name didn't. Up. Yeah, I didn't even finish typing it. Yeah. So well, somebody's always gonna find something insensitive. So like you just gotta well, kind of just, just let stuff roll. We live in, we live yeah. in the world of super sensitive stuff. Like you can't say nothing. You right. can't say nothing. You can't do nothing. Especially. Oh, don't don't let it go viral. Cause if your stuff go viral, mm-hmm. that's it. Like, you see how quickly they'll find you and. and... Oh yeah, look. Mhm. So she just made another TikTok, 
and she put when trolls get you banned like i can't make another account but why the racist jokes and slander about my kids so I guess she's being harassed now. See? see, that's not necessary. I'm going to tell my side of the story. If you guys will go and click the link in my bio and subscribe to my YouTube channel, oh. I'm going to have a video up okay, there shortly. I'm mic'd up right now in studio about to do my interview, and it's going to be posted on my YouTube channel. I'm going to tell my side of the story. I'm still okay, trying so to figure out what job hired her. Click the link in my bio and subscribe to my YouTube channel. You know what job. They, we, we've seen, we've seen that in worse. We've seen she that worse. Anyway. She got Harley Quinn hair. Like, come on, so that's not perfect. <laughs> all right. I think her on. video was a joke. And yeah. though maybe have come off insensitive to some people, everything is going to be insensitive to somebody. Like, yeah, somebody get off of the by, internet. Yeah, somebody's going to be offended by something on a daily basis. Because right. People have different triggers. They ain't firing the nurses that's twerking in the break room on TikTok. They're not doing that. The owners will be doing that that Busta Rhymes TikTok, okay, in the break room and in mm-hmm. the parking lot all the time, Bust like it, in her scrubs. It be what do you mean? Is the is the one nurse Busta Rhymes challenge when they be like doing like mm-hmm. you know, but she be doing poses. like this thing with her back, like she just be like uh-huh. she be acting stupid, but she's clearly at work, like on because she be like looking out in the hallway. Listen, and stuff. If we can't Somebody's always gonna find a reason to be insensitive. That's just how I feel. There's a lunch break. Y'all know if I was clocked in, clocked out, clocked in. Mind your business. How about that? Just mind your business. Who reported her? Who reported her? That's the real question. It was probably a nurse that don't like her that was like, oh, I've been waiting to get this bitch fired. Probably. So that's the real ghetto part because I don't really think she was ghetto for what she did. I mean, I think she was joking. Again, I don't Mm -hmm. really know her, but I mean, like, I be joking about shit that's insensitive to people all the time. So I can understand where she's coming from. Right. Get over it. Moving on. Hit us with some inspiration. All right. Because the streets need it. <laughs> <laughs> this inspiration this week is going to lead us right into our topic. <laughs> I thought you was just going to let it go. <laughs> let me have my human typo. <laughs> my speako and just let it go. Okay. A good father is one of the most unsung, un praised unnoticed and yet one of the most valuable assets in our society let the church people say amen 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 and amen. hallelujah <laughs> i don't know what I, I love it i love it um what do you what do you think dad what do you think we'll let our guests speak first how'd i quote make you feel i mean it's right on you know it's right on point it's right on cue because mm-hmm. you know Fathers don't get, uh, I feel like, in, as much recognition as we should. Um, no, let me, let me, let me wait. Let me, let me, let me uh, throw that back out there. Let me, let me rephrase that. Good fathers, for that matter, because there are a lot of, you know, <laughs> bad fathers out here. I thought you that, was gonna rephrase that. Nah, can you let me finish? Let, me let him go. rephrase it. No, how he gotta rephrase finish. it? No, we need to put the gloves oh on. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Dang, do you don't it's ever his interpretation. You want to just jump in? My goodness. She wants to fight Double you. Dutch. Leave it alone. Stop jumping in my shit. Oh, I was like, okay, wait. <laughs> All right. <laughs> nah, but seriously. Um No, nah, I like um, you know, I'm I'm appreciated in my within my home. Let me let me make that clear. Mm. Within my home, I'm appreciated, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, everyone around me and the people that, you know, know and love me and my my beautiful woman here know that I'm a great father and I, you know, I take a lot of pride in that. And um, I do the absolute best that I can. But, you know, 
outside world and outside forces like to you know try to play a different paint a different picture and that's just the sad case for a lot of dads man and it's just mm-hmm. it's messed up you know like and it's because there are so many bad dads out there that you know what i mean it's easy for people to just believe that like you know what i mean like it's and it's easy for dads to kind of get what you swept under the rug so to speak like the good dads go unnoticed but the bad dads is like they make it worse for everybody I don't else. really think it's like that there's so many bad dads out there that it makes it hard for the good dads. I just really think that, like, it really has become a marketing tool. Like, a deadbeat dad is, like, a thing. You know what I mean? Like, this this quote, literally, when I read it, it reminded me of... Remember for Father's Day when we were in the store and we were trying to find wrapping paper? Mm, and yeah, there was not, not one, one thing for, for Father's dads. Day wrapping uh-huh. paper. There mm-hmm. wasn't a Father's Day gift bag. There wasn't... None of that. And I was like... Yo. We get cards, though. Hallmark. Shout out For Hallmark. Mother's Day, it'd be like, like for every other holiday, mm-hmm. for Valentine's Day, month before, you see everything in the store and stuff like that. And we were talking about it, and I was like, yo, that's crazy. Like, they, it's not just the people next door. It's not just your job. It is society that is like, fuck mm-hmm. Father's Day. Like, you know what I mean? Right. It'd be like, we're going to release the sale the weekend of, like, for Mother's Day, it'd be like a month before. They're like, oh, get what you need for mom. Do this, do that. Mm-hmm. It's tailoring everything towards it. Even, like, down to, like, what your, I guess, uh, marketing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Oh, for dads, a grill and some socks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For Mother's Day, it'd be like... Get her the world. Get by her trip to see the ocean. K Jewelers. Do this. All this yeah. shit. Right. It's like, Everything. and it's like, not that, you know, men like jewelry too, but you don't see that. Like, it's not mm-hmm. as. You don't see Rolex, like, give dad a watch. Right. For, like, you know yeah. It, I, I feel like it's just not as, like, broadcasted. And it's mm-hmm. not just, like, because dads are bad. It's just, like, they just really don't give a fuck about no damn dads. I yeah. feel like it should be like it's true like it's like the quote says unsung unpraised like it should be it should be so praised and so noticed that this this quote doesn't need to be necessary right you know what I mean like when you in post or online or in real life or whatever you see videos of people like making such a big deal when dads are with their kids mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that bothers me but it's like it shouldn't be a big deal. Like right. people really be yeah, like, dead. right? People really be like, oh my god, look at him! He's so good with his kids. And it's like, it's just mothers don't get kids, that man. praise because it's like those are your kids. You're supposed to do that same thing for fathers. Like those are their mm-hmm. kids. It should be such. It should be so normal in society that it shouldn't need to be like extra praise. It shouldn't need to be like. But I feel extra. like whereas like you might see it that way, where it's like. Yeah, people might make a big deal when they see a dad with their son and it shouldn't be extra praise. I feel like moms get extra a lot of shit because it's like, I've never seen a post that says anything about an exhausted dad. Never. All the posts you see are Mm -hmm. moms worn out, moms exhausted. And it's Mm -hmm. like, granted, I mean, I would say maybe eight times out of ten for the moms we know, that is the situation. (laughs) stupid that is the situation where like you know you might not have that helping hand you might Mm -hmm. not have the most active father but there are dads that are not only being providers but coming home and being dads Mm -hmm. full-time active dads too and it's like you don't see stuff about that you don't see oh dad's tired make sure you give dad a break make Mm -hmm. sure this for that you know i'm saying like even like down to like the instagram post where you see role show like an exhausted woman and laundry piled up and this Mm -hmm. and this and this this you never see shit like that about dads. And because it's like there it's are not, single fathers, right. too. Right. But because 
because that's not the norm. Right. Because it's not, it's not in such abundance mm-hmm. that it's that it's normal for us to be you know what i mean for that to be targeted to us like oh my god we're so worn out we need breaks we need this we need time away right. just as active dads do mm-hmm. it's just not as normal so that's why like when people see a dad doing like they see a dad with two of his kids at the park by himself yeah. it's like oh my god look at him taking his kids to the park mm-hmm. He could be doing that every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. That could be the first time somebody sees him. He could be doing that, cooking, cleaning. He could be a single dad. Right. But that's not the norm for people. So they they see that and they think, oh, look, he's doing such a he's doing such a great job. Yes, he is. But it should just be normal. Yeah, they think it's like, I was, oh, my God, it's one in a million chance. <laughs> I was watching this um this movie. I don't know if you guys saw it on Netflix, the Kevin Hart movie, Fatherhood. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was watching this movie and like he was at the park and in the movie, like his wife had passed away, but he was at the park with the baby and someone was like, oh, where's mom? He started just making up making like funny it, things. Yeah. But like people assume that there's a mother in the thing and it's like, it's so like no one's going to walk up to a woman like, where's dad? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's also, so, that's also like when we had talked about, which I definitely think we need to have a episode about postpartum or pressures of mm-hmm. pregnancy childbirth regardless but i think that's also one of the things that leads to a pressure with as far as uh like with parent the divide in parenting because mm-hmm. you are assumed to be with your kid if you're a mother right you're, if you're not with your kid it's an issue right i've had people ask me a bunch of times like where's the baby like, mm-hmm. I mean, like well, with her dad right what do you think like, I like just it's have so to have strange her. we're not siamese mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we're not you know what i mean like I, I I don't understand why that's like just an assumption. Like you mm-hmm. can't be out if you're right. if you don't have your kid with you. And, um, also, you know, just to go back on what y'all said about like the whole uh, tired dads and things like mm-hmm. that. You know, it just goes back into like society and gender roles because as mm-hmm. a man, you're not allowed to be tired. You're not allowed to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, Worn out. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Because you, you're supposed to be the man. So it's like when you're a dad, it's like, oh, no. Oh, mom's got to do that all the time. Like, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. then it's like kind of dads get downplayed for what they do because it's like, oh, well, women have been doing this for years. And it's like, mm-hmm. all right, men have been doing it, too. We still doing it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not that I'm asking for recognition, but damn, don't downplay, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, my struggle. <laughs> you know right. I, mean? you know, like, I think I think everybody, I think everybody should get equal recognition. It's not that like, oh, I'm not asking for recognition because... Attending to a child, it's it's not a normal... You're raising a person. You are responsible mm-hmm. for the life from start to finish of another person. And it's an exhausting... Did you need a song? Oh, no. I was just I was letting you finish your oh. thought. Um, it, you know, it's an exhausting job. Not necessarily the everyday changing diapers thing, but emotionally. It's an mm-hmm. exhausting job. And I feel like... Yes, everybody does not have the same situation. Everybody might not have a good father, but that's not what we're talking about. I mean, there's enough things to be said about deadbeats. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's that's clear cut. Right. But when you're with somebody who is giving what you're giving and then some, mm-hmm. like, I will say this all the time. When I was on maternity leave, Eric was busting his ass and a half. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He was working his nine to five. He didn't get four months maternity leave like me. He was working his nine to five. He was getting up when I had to breastfeed. He didn't have to be up. Mm-hmm. But he felt like if I had to be up, he wanted to be up. He wanted to assist. Busting his ass working his 9 to 5, getting up, making sure he Ubered, because guess who wasn't working for four months? Me. So, you know, we had to make that up. This is a dual household mm-hmm. here. Um, and being as much of a mom that I was to Brooklyn, that he was a dad. Mm-hmm. You know, And still having to get up and do it again the next day. Yeah. So, it's like, 
those type of things are things that people don't see all the time and maybe because that's not that their situation or they just mm-hmm. automatically take on the bulk of something because it's an assumed gender role mm-hmm. um those are things that people don't get praised for yeah and it's like a lot of things aren't geared towards fathers either like um even if you go back to that movie with the kevin hart you know he's going crazy running around trying to figure out how to calm this baby down and he walks into the damn parenting class yep. and they're like oh this is this for, mothers, for new moms you know? yeah. and he's yeah. like it says this for yeah. new parents like, yeah. it's like it's like shocking that he would be and they assume like they was like oh aa's down the hall like they yep the they, you can't fathom that it would be a, a man with his newborn mm-hmm. like who needs help and yeah, not saying it's like so many situations are are normal obviously like you don't your first thing isn't to think, Oh, this man's wife died, but nobody keep knows an open situation. mind. You don't right, know the right. situation, so like don't assume mm-hmm. that a situation is what it is. Because even like throughout the movie, people are like, Oh, are are you gonna take care of her? Like mm-hmm. you're gonna take care of the baby? Like it was like so shocking to a lot of people. Yeah, I even remember when, you know, we had Brooklyn during this pandemic. So obviously a lot of things were different than what most people can do. Like we weren't both allowed at doctor's appointments and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, obviously, I'm the one carrying the baby. I'm the one that had her. So, they gear everything towards the mom, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. When we had Brooklyn's first doctor's appointment, the doctor did not want Eric to go back. And I kept telling him, I'm like, no, you're just as much as her father as I am her mother. Mm-hmm. So, at doctor's appointments, I felt like we could take turns. Yeah. He's not a, ch- a father that doesn't know his child's weight, doesn't know what's mm-hmm. going on, doesn't know the questions to ask. You know what I'm saying? So, I remember, and he'll tell you, the assistant coming on and saying no we usually prefer the moms to come back mm-hmm. we usually prefer the moms to come back because you know like we have certain questions to ask you yep and they just assume you don't know yeah like you know what i'm saying mm. like he knows how often i breastfeed he knows how often the baby eats he knows all that stuff and they did not want him to come back because they were like no no, no we usually we prefer the moms to come back we prefer mm-hmm. you know because we have to ask you certain questions yeah that's weird mm-hmm. yeah man yeah you know used to it used to you know what i'm saying i'm trying to that's weird they do they do the only thing i'm your own point though you know what i'm saying so you can't yeah you definitely be surprised they they be be hitting me with them questions and i'm the answer they're like oh dad you you know oh yeah and 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 that goes back to my point where it's like that should be Mm -hmm. it should be a norm you know what i mean and i mean it's not it's not in anybody's power that it's not but like that should it shouldn't be a shock that dad knows that much. Even in a situation where he's not the single dad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That it's a partnership. It shouldn't be a shock that he knows the baby's weight. It shouldn't be a shock that he knows how often she is. It shouldn't be a shock that he knows the consistency of her poop. Like, this, mm-hmm. these things shouldn't be a shock. But, like, right. like you said, like, they're like, oh, no, we prefer mom. Mom mm-hmm. would just know certain things. Yeah. Or mom, like, don't just assume he doesn't because he's the father and not the mother. Mm-hmm. So, that shouldn't be, like, it shouldn't be a shock. It should just be something normal mm-hmm. yeah. for sure and i think that's like a good way to get into the topic so i feel like today we're going to be talking about the importance of and we don't want to just say the importance a of a father because some people can take you know they take that term literal they might think a father is just the person that shot your mama's club up like just the sperm that mm-hmm. made you you know what i mean so we're going to be talking about the importance of a male figure in your life right whether that's a brother a clothes. uncle a godfather mm-hmm. your father someone in your community whatever it is the importance because it's not spoken about enough like mm-hmm. you know what i mean like how they said they are undervalued and really a gem 
in society so we're just going to talk about maybe i don't know maybe you have like personal stories or something like a special moment that stuck out whatever the case may be something you can relate to above that topic so who would like to do or or how you just feel about it in general like you know how important do you think it is like the importance of a male figure and not only not only a male figure and like a a female child's life not only like an adult just like you know what i mean like in a right in a kid's life in general all right I'll start it off. You know, I think it's really important, actually, because, and it's, you know, great, really, I'm really glad that y'all brought me on for this one because, um, you know, as much as um, me and my father bump heads all the time, I feel like I wouldn't be the person I am. I wouldn't have, uh, I guess, uh, experienced or, or, or grown to, you know, I guess, flourish the way I have if it wasn't for my father, right? Because um, when we were kids, you know, we had a lot of friends that came and gone. Like, I'm talking to me and my brothers for that matter. I got a lot of siblings <laughs> for, for the people, the listeners that don't know. But um, me and my brothers, we were uh, real close as kids. And, you know, we had um, a lot of friends that came and went. You know, everybody was always at our house. It was Our house was the hangout spot. Everybody was there. And it was more so because my dad didn't let us go nowhere, but they didn't know that. So they just <laughs> thought, you know what I'm saying? They just thought like, oh, yeah, like, all right, we're going to go hang out at your crib. So, <laughs> yeah. We're going to so, go to the park. You know, we had a pool table. We had a bunch of stuff at my crib. Basketball court, everything. I mean. That's the goal. You make your house to list spot so you yeah, don't got to leave. Exactly. So, you know, weight room. So our, our friends used to, you know what I mean, come. We didn't have much, but we had enough. You know what I mean? And it, it, it doesn't seem like it, like, but. Everything just kind of worked the way it's supposed to. But anyway, so my dad used to always tell us, like, oh, I ain't letting y'all do this because, you know, y'all ain't about to be out here in these streets. I grew up without a dad. And that was my dad's favorite line when we was kids. Like, oh, I grew up without a dad. I know what it's like. And I felt like, you know, at times he was, like, really extreme. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? My dad was really extreme when it came to certain things. But that's just because he lived a different life than we did, right? And um, as we were growing up, he used to tell us, like, you know, all right, y'all gonna see what I'm talking about. Wait till y'all, wait till y'all turn about 20, 22 years old. When y'all grown, y'all gonna see what I'm talking about. How many of y'all friends ain't gonna be around? And we like, what? He's like, I ain't trying to say bad stuff about your friends, but you gonna see what I'm talking about. A lot of your friends ain't got dads, and you gonna see what I'm talking about. And honestly, like, I wanna say, when I was a kid, we had like, and I mean, we had what, like, close friends. I wanna say it was at least six of them, right? And to this day, there's only maybe one that is still around maybe two actually you know what i mean that are still around the rest are either smoked out in jail been to jail on their way to jail like you know what i'm saying and and it's not like to say that you know we just chose bad friends but it's just like you know what i mean a lot of them did not have a male figure in their life like my dad played a male figure to a lot of the, the kids of the neighborhood like you know what i mean and you know my dad wasn't perfect i ain't trying to make it seem like that but he definitely um you know definitely played a pivotal role in and in, in, um and not just our lives but you know the kid the, the kids around us you know what i mean my sisters my sisters some of my sister's friends my like you know what i'm saying my, my all of our friends like you know they all look to my dad as that figure because a lot of them didn't have dads in their lives and you know what i'm saying and the ones that straight off and you know like you know left left the nest for that matter <laughs> the ones that straight off you it show like you know what i'm saying and it, it show and it was like you know that's one thing I can say that I really do appreciate, um, like, you know, my dad for stepping up and, you know, being a man and actually, you know, raising his kids because, you know, there are a lot of people that don't do that. And they, you know what I mean? So I think it's really important because it taught me value. It taught me like to this day, I still don't walk around with my shirt off. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Just because my dad was like, nah, you don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and it was just like, you know, it just taught me a lot of different things 
and um, that I think are like really important as far as, you know, growing into a man. Like, you know what I mean? But, you know, that's, that's my little piece on it. And for the people who he tried, like you said, like you had a lot of friends where he tried to be that positive male figure in their life, but He's not their dad. Right. You know exactly. what I mean? That's so what there's only but so much you can do right. yep. and he as said the it. neighbor, as right. the, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? You know, so, and a lot of them even, straight off. But even those gems he might have dropped might have changed something in someone. Might have right. given him motivation. Might have gave, you know what I mean? A helping hand mm-hmm. in a situation. So, yeah, that's, it's, it's definitely, um, it's definitely. I feel like I didn't understand. Wild. You know how you were like, oh, like you had that that present male figure as you like when you were younger but didn't really like sometimes you'd be like all right he doing too much or like yeah he used to mm-hmm. say like you understand when you get older i feel like i didn't have it when i was younger and it made me for like a long time i don't want to say like not respect male authority mm-hmm. but it was kind of like what is male authority who the fuck right. are you like right. it was kind of like that like for like my my younger siblings dad, it was like who are, like who are you? Like you can't like you're here today. To you're here today. You might not be here tomorrow. Like who? Like who are you to tell me what to do? Like it was like like this is my house. Like who? Like who are you? Kind of thing. And it was like I didn't think he was like, that. I'm the daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be Nova's daddy, bitch. <laughs> like I don't. I didn't see it as. And even into my teenage years, like even even a little bit after having a positive male like Jose, like in my life, there, it was a long time before I realized that, that it's necessary Mm -hmm. for a child to have a positive male Mm -hmm. in her life. Because I, for a long time, I felt like, oh, it's cool. But if it's not, if that's not the situation, they're going to be good either way. Mm -hmm. And there are like, as I'm learning, as I get older, there are, there could be lasting effects in Mm -hmm. like adulthood that we might not see, you know what I mean? Right away. That might come out later on, like, as far as, like, decisions that they make, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. So, I feel it's important, like, I know now that it's important, but I didn't always feel like that. There was Mm -hmm. a point, like, when I was pregnant with Salise, there was a point where I didn't, I didn't feel like it was necessary. Mm -hmm. I was like, if she has a dad in her life, great. If she doesn't, that's cool, too. Like, it wasn't like, oh, my God, like, I want her to have this family environment. I really need her to have, you know, my father in her life is really going to lead her. Like, I didn't really, I didn't Mm -hmm. feel like that. I was like... But that's because I mean that's she's not nothing. Gonna be good. <laughs> yeah, it's not nothing on you. And the reality situation mm-hmm. is, yeah, she's gonna be good because you got that. You know what I mean? Like right. you're gonna carry that on your back. But it's we're natural born survivors, right? So you just tap into that mode when you think about like your baby and your situation. You're not thinking about nobody else. Mm-hmm. You're not thinking like I desperately need to be behind yep. somebody to equally mm-hmm. want this child. No, you're you know it. It's not that mm-hmm. nothing's wrong with your mindset right. you know what i'm saying it's your mindset was about protecting my child and i'm mm-hmm. gonna do what i need to do regardless but like you said it's i feel like when i was younger like my dad was always od like <laughs> like I, I don't think there was ever a time that i could remember that he wasn't od mm-hmm. but i feel like as i got older i started to appreciate 
the strictness His about things. <laughs> or like right, you could take from it with like you know, yeah, like, the message he was at least like, trying to get like, through. All right, you ain't have to do that at like a level ten, but like I see right. where you were going with it. Right. You know what I mean? And I feel like, and me and Eric have had long conversations about this because like we have similar, you know, childhood upbringings. Um, but I feel like who my dad was to me and the fear he instilled of like having that male figure mm-hmm. and that's not to say I didn't test the waters with certain things but like I knew I would get my ass beat I knew if my dad sees me walking home with you one of us are dying mm-hmm. and it's most likely gonna be you first <laughs> like you know what I mean like it just it kept me on my toes it kept me right. like no I'm not going there with you right I'm not doing that I'm not doing this and when I was younger I used to feel like Oh my god! Like I don't get to do nothing. Like even like the most simplest things. Like mm-hmm. I don't get to do this. I wasn't allowed to sleep over nobody's house. Like there was no fucking sleepovers. There was no sleeping at your cousin's house, sleeping in this person's house, sleeping there. And I used to like hate it. And then the older I got, I like, you know, you learn about the real world mm-hmm. and you meet people at a different level or a different age, and mm-hmm. you hear things they went through or that one time you didn't go to that place or that one time right. you left early or that one time, mm-hmm. and you'd be like. If my parents weren't the way they were, anything could have happened. You'd be like, they really so saved girls, me from a lot right? of shit. I, I know right. so many girls my age who can't even count their body count mm-hmm. just because. Or were raped. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I mean? Were stranded, left out, kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just so many things can happen. And it's not to say the divide in parenting should be different when you have a male or a female child. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like it is imperative as a female to have a father figure, not mm-hmm. just to be strict, but I feel like the one thing my dad was very honest about early, 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 both my parents was real life shit, mm-hmm. real life shit. I knew about, I knew exactly what rape was. I knew exactly what sex was. I knew exactly what drugs were. I knew exactly what alcohol was like. They didn't fake the funk. They didn't hide things. Mm-hmm. They didn't, Oh, no, 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 no. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like we were five and they were like, oh, look at this porno on TV. You know what I mean? But it's like, they explained things to us. They were very real. Like, my dad used to tell me all the time, like, these boys only want one thing. I don't know if Mm -hmm. you know what that is. But I'm going to let you know what it is. Right. And that's all they want. Keep that in mind. That is all they Mm -hmm. want. I can guarantee you that's all they want. Whether they want it now or five years from now, that's all they want from you. And I feel like, besides just my dad, I feel like my main male figure I felt like in my life was my brother mm-hmm. Anthony I feel like Anthony always let me know that these men ain't shit Anthony you can always like keep it real phone, keep it a little too real but like a little too paranoid too like <laughs> he used to call my phone and I'd be hanging out with like my friends that are my friends now that have been my friends for like mm-hmm. 14 years and he'd call my phones and he'd be like they all want to fuck you. Everybody want to fuck you. What you talking about? Y'all have been a movie. No, no, no. All they want to do is fuck you. They just waiting for the right time. And I'd be like, oh my God. Okay, can I go now? Can I like go now? Like what kind of psychotic shit is this? But he just always kept me on my toes too because I feel like I was always cautious around who I drank around. Mm-hmm. I, that always followed me in the back of my head. Like they just waiting for the right opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's People are people and humans are humans and there's some really shit. And while humans. your friends are great, the friends you have. Thank God. You, right. Thank God they are. You can't, like Everybody you said, that followed like you. That. Everybody's right. not like that. And you don't know. A lot of people don't know that someone is like that. Until it's too late. Until it happens. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's too late. So not saying like, oh, just assume all your friends are no. like secret rapers. It just but always kept me 
it always kept me always on my stay always, right I, I was never trusting of people just because we're cool mm-hmm. oh no we're cool we're, we're cool no like i always like i really had to feel somebody out before mm-hmm. i trusted them i really had to and, i mean until this day i've never just been drunk with anybody i've only been drunk with my friends mm-hmm. you know what i mean i've only been drunk with the circle of people that i have there's not like people that just randomly be like oh yeah I was drunk at the club. Like, <laughs> no, bitch. Because <laughs> I don't even know you. Okay. <laughs> but but who know. was I with? Who was I with? Yeah, I think it's. I think it's important. Even now, like having kids mm-hmm. and see it, like to see it, like the um, like I love seeing like Brooklyn and Alicia's bond with Eric. Like I love mm-hmm. it. Like it like lights me up inside. Like every time she sees him walk in a room and mm-hmm. she goes crazy and starts flipping out, and I'd be like, oh my god. Bro. I know. As jealous as I get movie. when. Malachi runs to Phil instead of me. <laughs> I really be like, oh, look at him. He loves mm-hmm. his daddy. Yeah. And it's, and so for me personally, so for Celise, I think there's a lot of things that she wouldn't have had the chance to experience had I not been with Phil. Had she not had like that constant male figure, you know what I mean, in her life. There's certain things, I'm be- there's certain things I'm not going to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not about to take you to play in the lake or the river or whatever with no shoes on. Like, I'm not going to do that. And, like, she, like, she'll still talk about that. Remember when we went to this lake and we got in the water? I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. I'm not taking off my socks and shoes to go walk in this dirty water with you. But that's a memory that they have. You know what I mean? There's certain things, like... Nature things. <laughs> she wants to... They go to the, the park, the Manitoni, like, river or whatever, and they be walking, and there's, like, people fishing there. And she feels like, oh, she wants to go fishing. I'm going to take her one day. I'm not about to sit there for five hours with a fishing rod yeah. so that we can wait for a fish to come. So that's, something, you know what I mean? Like, that's something that... Yeah, fishing fishing is definitely a memory I have with my dad. So, like, that's something, you know what I mean? That's something, like, I feel like that's just something, like, dads do. No, like, it's, is. like, a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to do it. There's just certain throwing things. throwing your baby up in the air. Right. We went oh, to... That's the dad thing. We Don't went to... <laughs> we went to Dorney and... I know. Had it not been fulfilled because, like, I wasn't going to make her go on anything she want to go on. But, like... That also shelters yeah, them yeah. from experiences. They, they push you. Right. Because Phil was like, you're going on everything that I'm going on. And I told her, I said, we're going to go this first time and you're going to get on everything. And if you can genuinely say that you had a sucky time and you never want to come back, I said, you don't have to come back. Mm-hmm. We won't make you do it again, but at least give it a genuine right. try. If it were just me, I would have like, you don't have to go on that. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You're scared? Yeah. She didn't learn how to ride a bike until nine because I'm I'm scary. I'm like, you're going to fall. I was about to say, that's probably, that's so probably many things. The, the mom thing of feeling like something of yours is going to be broken. And like the dads instill the bravery because. Right. Exactly. Like when, when I learned how to ride a bike, my dad threw me into a tree. Literally. He took the tree wheels off my bike. <laughs> my brother put like, me on and let said, me go. you know how to ride a bike. That's right. exactly what he said. And I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't. Mm-hmm. And he pushed my bike and he said, if you don't yeah. want to fall, you got to keep pedaling. And I went right into the fucking tree. My dad tried to teach us how to swim. He just threw us into the pool. That didn't help because I still don't know how to swim. But guess what? That's what he thought. It was an experience. <laughs> but yeah, like they, there's so many things. Like you said, they teach bravery, I guess. Because I'm like, I'm really, like, Silly's probably would still not learn how to, like, know how to ride a bike. Because I was like, if, you, if you're scared, mm-hmm. you don't have to. But even, like, small things, it's like, I know how to change a car tire. Oh, like if I ever that. needed to, like I know how to change a car tire. I'm legit not doing me. that. I remember when I was younger, <laughs> he used to show me how to change like the spark plugs and like change the oil in the car. Like that shit, I'm not doing now. Yeah, he'll be like, he'll be talking, like he'll be trying to walk me through. So I'll be like, 
that's cool. No, but I'm going like, to just call AAA. No, I'll be liking to learn that stuff because, I mean, Eric, no, I like to be all, all types of independent. I like to be like, no, because I don't need you for nothing. I can reach the top of the I fridge. will sit in the car and fucking cry <laughs> until AAA get there. I can reach the top of the fridge by myself. I don't need you to give me no sex tools. I could, too, because when I'm at, so that's like a, a thing, even with the, when I'm you at, first no, of all, you can't I will reach climb the top of nobody's fridge. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Stop okay, lying. I will climb, I, I will figure out a way, especially, with the step stool, you can't especially reach when I'm mad. I will stand. Oh, when oh your arms stretch when you're mad. That's a, <laughs> no, I'm a credit girl, okay? Yeah. When I'm mad, I'm not asking you for anything. Like, and you may think, oh, you can do all of these things. You can do all of these things, <sighs> but when, when, but you're going to ask me. When I'm mad, you know I need it. your shit gets stuck in the vending machine? How you, she should be shaking the fridge <laughs> trying to make shit fall down. No, I, I needed something off like the top shelf. I think it was when I was making a banana pudding, I needed a blender, and I just didn't feel like, I don't think I was mad at Phil, but I just didn't feel like asking him. And I was like, I'm going to get this chair. My first thought was, if I get this blender down now, next time I ask him to do it, he's going to be like, well, didn't you get it down last time? No, it doesn't matter if I can get it down. I'm asking you, because you're the man in this house, and I want you to do it. I want you to get up high, so you need to get it down. Like, I can take a spoon and knock things down out the cabinet, but am I going to do that if you're standing right here? No. I can't reach shit at the top of the, I cannot reach shit at the top of the closet. I mean, at the top of the cabinets for nothing. And I really, the one day I asked Eric to get me a pot and he was taking way too long and I'm very impatient. I was jumping in the kitchen. You like start jumping, scaling fucking walls jumping, and shit. Jumping, hitting the, the top of the pot thing. I'll knock all, all this the shit way, over. <laughs> yep, all the way until it came down. And then he came down from upstairs and he was like, you gotta just wait for me to get it. And I was like, no. I will knock all but of look this how long it took. Over. Look how long it took her to get it down. And by the time I got down there, she had just got it down. So like, you could have just waited because it would have been the same amount of time anyway. No, don't matter. I spent, spent all that time jumping around and shit. And then you still just now get I it down. I assume I had to jump around. I thought I could touch it. So it don't matter now. That's good too. I think the Malachi is still small, but I think it's incredibly important for for boys, like you said with your dad, to have a positive present male figure. It doesn't mm-hmm. like you said, it doesn't have to be their dad. It can be somebody in the community. It can be an uncle. It can be some, but sure. present in there. Like so many of my little brothers just be in some shit. They, I mean, they grow now, but it really can just go either way. Like mm-hmm. either you gonna make. That's going to make them make better decisions because they don't want to turn out to be, you know what I mean? What they, I guess, what they've seen or what they know they could be. Or they're going to fall in the wrong crowd or they're going to be leading the wrong pack, making terrible decisions. Well, like, you can have the perfect parents in the perfect situation and still be a piece of shit. I mean, that's not to say that, like, oh, these are the stepping stools and the tools to become a great person. No, but I feel like to guide you through certain things in life, like... Mm -hmm. You don't know how many males I know that, like, the first thing they talk about when they say, like, about not having their dad around is they say, like, how scared they were to have sex. Mm. Like, I never had nobody have a conversation with me about sex. Like, you know what I mean? Like, guys really act like from being a virgin, like, they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Like, from birth. Like, you bring up sex to a fucking seven-year-old, they gonna act like they're getting some ass. You know what I mean? Like, that's just a... Wet dreams. I know about, you know what I mean? I know about, like, you don't know about shit, but realistically... Mm -hmm. If you don't have nobody to talk to about it, you just the pressure right. is 10 times more than 10, you get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it's like something like that where like to us, we're like, I mean, I'm not saying they're asking my mom like, 
What's the most comfortable way to be late? Well, I mean, nowadays, shit. These kids nowadays, bro, they got YouTube. YouTube will tell you everything you want to know nowadays. No, that's what we don't want. We don't want YouTube to tell us. I know, but I'm just just saying that, like, 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 all right, when we was kids, it was a little different. You know what I'm saying? No, we're talking about having that important person where you don't even got to search for it. No, I I understand. Like, you know what I mean? So where you know there's a comfortability to where, like, all right, you get around that age. Like, let me just say it before you have to feel uncomfortable to ask me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel like that's how a lot of times parents don't want to bring up a conversation because they feel like mm-hmm. curiosity killed the cat. And if I bring up this word, now you're going to be curious about it and you're going to go do it. When realistically, <sighs> like, no. If I speak to you about it first, you're not going to first hear it from your friends who go make right, it see it whatever way the they want to make it see it. Mm-hmm. Then you believe them. And then it's, oh, my friend said, no, right. your friend's a liar. Right. So... Your friend is a whore. <laughs> Let's see. That was one thing too, though. Like my dad, it was more so like my dad. Not a whore, though. He was one of them parents too. You know what I'm saying? Where it was like, oh, he don't want to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, why you asking about that? Why you like? You know what I'm saying? Like he he was one of them. But see, then that you know what I mean. But it was like at the same time, it was a lot of shit out here. Like like for example, like I I'm 30 years old and I've never smoked weed ever, not ever in my life. And you know. When I first was introduced to it, I didn't do it. Not because, like, I didn't want to do it. It was just because I knew if I came home high or I came home, like, you know what I'm saying? My dad was going to kill me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like literally, I, I'd be dead out this joint. Like, so that's why I was like, nah, I'm not. You know what I'm saying? But then as, as I was Basically, around, if you wasn't scared of your dad, you'd be a crackhead. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? I, it's I, a gem, I'm just like, saying. Yo, I, listen, listen, it was just more so like, you know what I mean? Like, yo, I ain't doing that shit. And then it was also where I live at, you know what I'm saying? Or grew up at, you know what I'm saying? My dad knew everybody in mm-hmm. Norristown. Like, literally any... You were like, he definitely gonna know. I didn't even have my own identity. Every time I go, yo, what's up, Lil G? We always Lil G. Four of us, four of us that lived in the house together, and we always Lil G. And the rest of them, you know what I'm saying? When they came home, when it they came to, really to visit for the summers and stuff like that, they was Lil G too. Like, you know what I mean? So it was like... That's what it was. Like, and so I couldn't do shit. If I got caught doing something, it was a rat. Like, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, that, that's it. Before I make it home, my dad knew about it. Like, you know what I mean? So it was just like, nah, I ain't even gonna, I ain't gonna risk my life doing no dumb shit like that. I mean, but as I got a little older, I did, like Bianca said, I test the waters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, nice. we would sneak the parties and shit like that, right? But then it's mm-hmm. like, we go to a party, but we know we can only be at the like party. Like, if you for, don't do that, you're lame. Right. We go to a party, we only go, we be like, oh, we only can be here for a half hour. You know what I'm saying? After that half hour, we come home like? and we hear the next day, yo, yo, stupid. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you want to act all high and mighty, like, because you was out sneaking out the party. First of all, to set the record straight, I didn't run away. Okay? <laughs> I didn't run away. She walked. I had an argument with my mom, and she said, if you don't like my rules, you can leave. And I didn't like oh, my rules, so I left. She moved out. <laughs> yes. She walked away. Anyway, like and I said. And then she rounded me up and told me if I don't get home, she's going to beat my ass. So then I had to come back home. <laughs> and you came home. Exactly. Exactly. But like we would, you know I mean, we would, you know, be the first ones to leave a party and stuff like that if we were sneaking anyway. Mm-hmm. And then, but it's crazy though, because like you said, we we get home and here the next like it'd be a Friday night party, and we know my dad working Friday night, so we gotta hurry mm-hmm. up and get home. We have my stepmom is at church, like you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so we gotta hurry up and get home before she get home from church. But then it's like we'll hear the next day or a Monday in school mm-hmm. that the party got shot up. Or such and such got in trouble right. with the cops and he got locked up. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, damn, we would have been right there with him. Like, you yep. know what I mean? So that's why it's it like... It would have been a whole different yeah. story. So it's like, even... And even had though, you not, like, had your dad not been who he was or had he been, like, careless or, you know what I mean? Like, right. not showed you that he even gave a damn about what y'all was doing, mm-hmm. you probably would have stayed. Right. You know what I mean? You wouldn't right. even been, like, in a rush to get home. And let's take a minute, because that just reminded me. Let's take a minute to shout out 
the positive male figures that are your actual friends that are not trying to fuck you <laughs> because <laughs> ain't none of my male friends they that exist. Fuck me. <laughs> No, for real, for real. Wait. Because to be a Thank God. <laughs> I'm just, let's just throw that out there. None of my no. male friends ever try to fuck me. Because, be straight. you know, to be a female. Literally straight. <laughs> yeah, to be literally. a female, that's an important thing. Mm-hmm. Like, to be able to sustain a friendship with somebody who's not trying to have sex with you. But not just because that, because it reminded me, it made me think of that because when he said, like, you know, about knowing when to leave a party and stuff like that, like, I'm just grateful to have had male friends and to still have them that, like, never left me anywhere right never went to a party and mm-hmm. met a girl and was just like oh fuck who i came here with you know what mm-hmm. i mean like they was always like where's b where's b where's b no 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 he too close no come 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 over here come over here yep. you know what i mean like they watched my back before i had mm-hmm. to watch my back you know what i mean and that's something like right everybody can't those male figures that. don't have to be yeah they don't older they don't have to be dads you know what i mean like yeah. those male figures like you said can be your friends exactly yeah. and they and it's it's people you meet that don't have to care about you that mm-hmm. way. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they really take you in like you are family. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's important, too, to have nice. those male figures in your life. Because those male figures become male figures to your children. And shout out to all my baby's uncles, Kiri, and her godfather. <laughs> yeah, for sure. These kids definitely need... They they need it. And nowadays, I think... I mean, we needed it. But nowadays, I feel like they need it so much more yeah, because they're there's <laughs> they're, they're dumb as hell okay they're fucking stupid they want to listen to the internet like they find they want to find everything on the damn internet they'd be like tiktok said right it's okay to go with the man in the chat room so he's like oh i found this trend on tiktok and i'll be like no she don't even have to tell me what it is i'll be like no you're not you doing remember it when you used to go in the chat rooms <laughs> You ain't no business going to chat. No business like, anything. Like, talking to fucking strangers. And now... strangers. But I always used to know when someone was a creep. And really, they wasn't being a creep because they didn't know who I was. But I used to think in my head, like, I'm a little girl. Why are you asking me my ASL? I'm a little girl. Why are you asking me ASL? For all the young people that don't know what that What's is, ASL? age, state, location. Oh. <laughs> or, no, age, sex, location. That's what it used to I'm be. like, ASL? Ain't that like a... No, that was ESL. Never mind. ESL. I'm about to say, <laughs> ain't that class or something. Yeah, so anybody ask me that, maybe I should be offended. They didn't no. think I was cute, no. <laughs> you didn't have pictures on anything back then. It was just screen oh. name. And that's why they would say age, sex, location. Because like, is you a male or a female before I keep chatting with you? And like, that's what's your age And where you located? And then I'd be like, ah! Like, I used to think they could see me through the computer. And I'd be like, it's a five. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm calling the cops. And that's why I had no business. That's crazy. And that's why we'd be so, like, serious. And I'd be... Salise will be on the phone with her friends, and you know I'm nosy as hell. Like, mm-hmm. she could be on the phone, and I'd be like, I'll be on the phone with y'all. I'd be like, hold on. I'm eavesdropping. I'm in her business. I'd be like, hold on. Because who is she talking to? And then, like, I'll be talking to her, and I can hear, like, a grown man voice. Yes. And I'm like, who the hell? I was like, who is that? She was like, my friend is talking to his dad. I'd be like, oh. No, I busted in this room the other okay. day. Okay. When I heard Alicia playing Fortnite, I heard some man's voice. I was like, what are you doing? You just, you just because like, like, no. the internet is scary, and it is. you be knowing the hoes you could have been in. Like, I, I was like, who's that? I'd be like, yelling. If I wasn't scared, I would have been like, oh, I'm 15, I'm hated in New York. But I was scared, but like that could have been a hoe, and mm-hmm. you never know if your kids is gonna be hoes until they're hoes. So we're preventative. You have to stay on top. Preventative of it. measures, okay? This bitch, yo. <laughs> You never know if they're gonna be hoes until they hoes. So it's like Exactly. So you try you to take You're trying to prevent it, honey. And that's why we need dads to prevent those. I know. Four eyes is better than two, okay? And the dad eyes are a little bit stronger than the mom eyes. And the dad hands is a little bit stronger too, so we need them to round up right. these kids. 
And that's how we gonna end well, this. Fucking period. <laughs> Yo, y'all. These niggas is kids is wildin'. Are sick. <sighs> Do you have anything to close with, darling? Um, this when is I who I darling, chose. I'm talking to both of y'all. To be the mother of my children. Um, that was a good choice. You know, you sound so. You hurt. made a bad choice before. <laughs> this is who I chose. It <laughs> was a better a choice. A bad choice. Hey. Chill, I don't got COVID. Nah, shout out to the, shout out to the dads out there. COVID's over. I'm sorry. COVID ain't over. No, they got this. They got this new strain. What's it called? The David strain or something? What? Delta. Sorry, Delta. Name the shit after a nigga. That's messed up. All the Davids in the world. That's fucked up. Wait, what? That's a Delta strain. That's what they said. I don't know. I don't even know if the vaccinated is vaccinated against the Delta strains. Apparently. It's a thing. So, y'all still stay safe. Oh, yeah. Are we getting another stimmy truck? Are we still getting pandemic food stamps? Right. What's happening for these school age children who've been eating at our house all year? Take these motherfucking kids. Somebody, can I have a snack? That's the only thing I'm looking forward to is the world returning back to normal. Next week's that's so fucking ghetto. Right. Take y'all kids. All right, y'all, let's get into this week's Get It Daddies, because it's two of them. So this week's Get It Dad goes out to Keenan Butler, a.k.a. Chef Brian. He's a personal chef as well as a caterer. His Instagram is TheButler610, and his Facebook is TheButlerCatering, LLC. Our second Get It Dad shout-out goes out to George Diaz, and that is George with a J. So it's J-O-R-G-E. Diaz is D-I-A-Z. He's a real estate professional. He's currently running a eight-week course, I believe it is, uh, teaching people how to buy and flip homes. His Instagram is Trust Diaz, and his Facebook is George Diaz. Again, that is what George with a J. So shout out to you, hardworking daddies. Ready to wrap it up, sis? All right, that brings us to the end of our 44th episode. Make sure you follow all of our social media to stay up to date. Check out the link in our bio to order some podcast merch and check out our website, shopsistersister.com and get y'all some candles or wax melts. Thank you for tuning in. Bye, y'all. And thank you to our guest. You're welcome. Yeah, you know. Edict. I'll come bless y'all with my presence <laughs> and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? All right. <laughs> Bye, Till next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>